paid actor portrayal. I didn't see it coming. Life can be so unpredictable. After losing my dad, it made me think about my family if something were to happen to me. The mortgage, car payments, and all the other bills. Even things like our annual summer vacation would be out of reach. I had heard about life insurance through Ethos and how easy it was to get coverage. They were right. I knew it was time to stop putting it off and get life insurance right now. I got on my computer and went to ethoslife.com. In just 10 minutes, I was covered. And boom, family protected. Thanks to Ethos, my family won't have to worry about the bills if the unpredictable happens to me. Ethos, fast and easy online term life insurance. Up to $2 million in coverage with no medical exam. Some policies as low as a dollar a day. Answer a few health questions and get your free quote at ethoslife.com slash audio. That's ethoslife.com slash audio. Hello, my beautiful people, and welcome back to the Moments Podcast. Today, we have a very special guest, someone that you haven't heard from in probably almost two years, which is crazy to say because it feels like yesterday we recorded together. Um, It's also been on my list for the past two years to do another episode with this special guest, and the special guest is my mother herself, the one who birthed me, raised me, and is the only reason... (laughs) That we have this podcast, pretty much. So, Jamie, you want to say hi? Hi. Hi. <laughs> She's nervous. I'm nervous. We're still, oh. we're still getting used to this whole shebang. You would think, you know, two years later, we would have it, but no. Yeah. But we no. haven't practiced, really. Yeah, we haven't practiced. I guess that's true. You know, we did one in the car. Yeah, and we took like back in the day when I would record the episodes, I would mess up so much that we would edit it and cut the audio. But now, you guys know we don't do that. You hear me mess up every single thing I say on every episode, ever. So, we're going to do this no bloopers, no stops. Well, that's even more pressure. (laughs) We can always do them if we need to. But she gets nervous for no reason. And we're just going to have fun. And we're going to talk about mom things. And I asked you guys on my Instagram story, what are you scared to ask your mom? Or like, what do you want me to ask my mom? All those things. And I just think it's a cool episode because... I do feel pretty lucky that my mom is also a built-in best friend slash sister. We argue more like sisters than best friends, but that's just how it goes. I think that's a pretty common mother-daughter thing. And at the same time that she's my mom, she keeps my head screws on, screwed on straight, and she's my manager, and she's just my helper and my, my DIY partner in crime, and we're just talking about everything all the time, so we might as well share those things with you, and we're excited, right? Yeah. <laughs> we think we're excited. Yeah, we got this. She gets so nervous for no reason. I don't know. But I do too, and the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, so that know. makes sense. I mean, I mean, yeah. we're on episode 100. Oh, yeah. By the way, guys, <laughs> happy episode 100 of the Moments Podcast. Isn't that crazy? Which means we're just four weeks away from two years. That's crazy. Because I think it was October something. That's wild. Wow, guys, we made it. We're still going strong, somehow, some way. Perfect, uh, I think you were the third episode, and now you're the hundredth. Yeah. Those have no correlation, but we'll pretend to <laughs> do. Anyways, to get down to it, I guess we'll just start asking questions, and we'll talk about them. And, yeah, do you want to say anything before we start? No. <laughs> she goes, no. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Well, my mom is awesome, and, Yeah. Let's we <laughs> can't 
Mika's cry in the beginning. We haven't even no, said we're anything. No, we're not going to do all that. We're not going to get into all that. We're going to ask the questions and then we can do the rest of it later. Anyways, I guess starting with an easier one, like some of the basic questions that so many people asked, which I find to be so interesting, not interesting, I guess it makes sense. And I think this is something I can ask you now because I'm so much older, but like how, how should a daughter ask her mom to go on birth control? Like oh, I no, feel you like, said you were starting with something easy. <laughs> I feel like this is a pretty easy one. Oh, yeah. I mean, I guess so. Um, I don't know. I mean, you just kind of asked me. Well, I think right? that when like, I did, I think I made an excuse and I was like, I want big boobs. Yeah, you did. You did. You said you wanted big boobs. Um, well, and honestly, it's funny because that's actually the only reason I was getting on it. Like, it's not yeah. like I was doing anything with anyone. Right. I actually um, just wanted big boobs from birth control and guess what I didn't get them yeah I did gain like 20 pounds though well that's what happens it is what happens um gosh I mean it's a hard question like I remember yeah like trying to ask my mom well yeah how did you ask that's a good I think that's a better way to answer it because obviously with me I don't think I asked I think because my my, but you guys know Lisette's mom is my doctor, so she prescribes me with my stuff. So it was yeah. kind of an easier thing. I didn't have to be like, hey, mom, can I go to the doctor to ask for birth right. control? I think I, I just, like, separately told Lisette's mom. Yeah, I didn't have to, like, make an appointment to take you. You yeah. were just like, hey, I'm going to ask this from mm-hmm. Anne, and that's kind of what we did. Um, and I don't know. I think my mom probably said to me, like, should – I don't know why. I was like <laughs> – I don't know. I was like older, but I think she did say to me like, "You should get on you it. You should get on it." And well, that I mean, happens sometimes. Like Lisette's mom was the same way. She was like, "You should get on it." Sometimes the mom will be like, "Hey, I think that this is a good idea," but yeah. I guess it also depends how old you are. Like if you're like nowadays, like if you're getting ready to like leave for college and that sort of thing, like mm-hmm. you should get on it. But I think it starts a lot younger. Yeah. These days, like unfortunately, I think kids are you know, 14, 15, 16 and dealing with that. But yeah, I mean, it's definitely a hard conversation and it's awkward and there's Mm -hmm. nothing that's ever going to make it easier. You just have to like, I don't know, talk yourself up. Even as a mom, like, is it weird if, or not weird, is it scary if I were to come up to you and, and ask that? Yeah, like I... Yeah, not necessarily scary. It's just like you kind of feel like, oh my God, my little girl's growing up. Like, yeah. I'm losing my girl, and I think, like, if if you were even younger, like, 13, mm-hmm. 14, 15, like, your mom is having the same feelings you are, so yeah. no matter what, it's just going to be, like, this awkward, weird conversation, but I would hope most moms would just support it, even if they, like, were uncomfortable with it or felt well, yeah, too young. yeah, because it's one of those things, it. like, if you say no, I mean, it's not going to stop, the, it's like there's yeah. an expression that's people always said like if you grow up with like super strict parents those are the kids that end up like getting into the most trouble so yeah I guess just being honest you have to be open and honest and I feel like I was always that way with you guys like when you were young like we've Mm -hmm. always you know had conversations and have kind of made like light of. of everything we're not the most confrontational people I think when my mom and I had to talk about anything related to that or anything in general we would just text about it and we still do the exact same thing yeah we definitely do a lot of text. Like, we'll fight through text and we'll, yeah. like, deal with situations through text, which isn't that good. I mean, no, honestly. it's a terrible thing. <laughs> <laughs> you read, like, you read text messages, like, in a different way um, than maybe somebody is trying to say it. Like, you just, I don't know. Yeah. So. I mean, I just think that sometimes it's easier. But you just could, get your thoughts I mean, across on message. 
if you I mean, can't I like that talk to your everyone. mom in person, though, you could, if you could, like, build up that to, like, send a text message, like, hey, mom, I want to, you know, discuss this with you, and I want to do this, and maybe sometimes, like, planting the seed, mm-hmm. you know, before getting face-to-face, there's yeah. not necessarily anything wrong with that either, because then you can, like, process it, your mom can get her thoughts together, you can kind of get your thoughts together and... I mean, there's no real right way to do it, especially now. I just think it's such a... There's such a... You never know... I'm trying to figure out what I'm trying to say here, but there's moms that are, like, all for it and moms that aren't, and it's just something you're going to have to find out. I think it all depends on, like, how they grew up, and most of the time it's just out of wanting you to be safe and protected, not because they're trying to, like, stop you from... Right. No, it's important. Experiencing your life. Right. No, it is. It's important and it's probably one of the hardest conversations like any child will ever have with their mom. Mm -hmm. I think so. I think it's the most awkward part of this conversation. It's it's one of those tough ones (laughs) because you're also so young when it happens. I mean, even if you're, you're usually under 20 when you have to have that conversation with your parents. Like it's still just a weird... I feel like nowadays it's younger. It's probably like well, now 15, 16. Yeah, it can I mean, be really young. But then again, I think back to when I was in high school, that's the age a lot of people and I guess started too, getting out there, you know? When I was in high school too, yeah. There's like most of people, my friends. Yeah. I mean, I was a random that wasn't, but like, yeah, most of my friends were. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so. Well, there's always going to be both. And I don't think there's anything wrong with either wherever you sit on the scale yeah. of like the ages as long as you're just I'm not even a mother but I feel like you guys are all my friends and my children just be safe and take care of yourself and respect yourself and know your worth and don't yeah. let anyone in that doesn't belong in, you know <laughs> I didn't even mean that to be <laughs> like that I just I didn't that sounded so horrible that sounded really bad that's not what I was trying to no, say you were trying just, to say like, I meant don't let your heart to your space like your heart yeah, I well, didn't mean like that I why'd you have to take it that way well, I didn't <laughs> Anyways, which I guess right, leads let's... to the next question. Since we're already on this topic, oh, no. a bunch of people ask, like, how do you know when... I, I don't even want to say let someone in anymore. How do you let someone love you? No, that also sounds... How do you open your heart to someone? Like, how do you know when it's someone that's worth your time and your energy? Gosh, that's a hard thing because I feel like... Well, especially the thing is now, I'm sure guys were the same when you were growing up. But it is a scary world out there now. Boys are actually yes. terrible. And I think that I've only been able to understand how bad they were now that I have Gabe, who's like the most loving, respectful, yeah. like he has the bar set so high kind of guy. But it wasn't until him that I realized every other guy that I've ever talked to or like has wanted to talk to me just has the worst of intentions. Yeah. And I never even saw it or noticed it. Mm-hmm. But most guys now are very terrible. I think worse than they ever were. You know, I totally agree. I mean, I don't want to bash guys, but I feel like they have one one intention. They have one oh, mind. Their well, mind is set in one way. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't think that's, that's hard bashing for a girl. Them. I think that like even scientifically, yeah, this is a fact. I mean, especially teenage be. boys. Yeah, I mean, but it's... I I definitely also feel like as a girl and like having a daughter, it's important that you you teach them to like love and respect themselves. Mm -hmm. And if somebody's pressuring you into do that, or you're feeling any kind of pressure, like, I don't care how much you love them. You need to like walk away because if that's like one thing that's going to make or break your relationship, Mm -hmm. like, uh, you know, no, 
Like, yeah. don't feel that pressure. And like I said, I've had a ton of friends growing up, and they would just go from one guy to the next. Mm-hmm. It kind of goes between guys and girls that can go both ways. But I was never like that. I always, like, respected myself and just mm-hmm. really... And I think you were the same way. Yeah, um, and I mean, I think that there's, there's situations where it, it doesn't come down to, like, not respecting yourself. It's just, like... A lot of people say now they want to do it for empowerment and this and that, which like I totally get. There's no room to judge anyone. But if you are someone who feels like you're doing it just to please someone else or to make someone else happy or to feel liked by another person, like that's when I think you got to know that you deserve better and like you deserve someone to actually love you and like want to be with you for the right reasons. But that's just such a fine line, especially if it's not a conversation you have with then again, we didn't really have any conversations about it growing up too much. I was just always so scared. You were just a good kid, though, and I knew that. Like, yeah, I guess I didn't even hang out with guys. Like, if I had been, I think we would have had oh, more I, conversations. I would have definitely had more conversations with you. But I think, like, I'm a pretty good judge of, like, reading a room and mm-hmm. seeing what's going on. And I knew you weren't, like, guy hopping from one to the next. Like, I just yeah. I knew you and knew how much you were home and what you were doing that... that 99% of a chance was not happening. But yeah. if it was, we definitely would have had different conversations. Yeah, I think so. And I'm I just think I didn't have to have them. I know, I don't know. We can't even talk about these things oh, now. I'm like, so glad you were good. If you listen to our first episode together when we talked about this conversation, it was, it was, I don't think we finished <laughs> a single sentence. I don't It's either. just something that's so hard to talk about. And I'm trying to like be better at talking about it because it doesn't have to be so serious and like this really touchy subject. But, I don't know, just especially at, at, if you're young, which if you're listening to this, most of you guys are either my age or a little bit younger, just like know, know your worth and know that there's nothing wrong with letting people in to that part of your life, but just do it for the right reasons, not the wrong ones. Yes. Um, Because if you have to do that, if you have to lose a part of yourself for someone else to love you, I don't think that that person's worth your time and... I can confidently say now there there is a right there's a good people out there. They, yes. they they do exist, which is so weird. Never in my life would I think that I had a boyfriend. I would have a no. boyfriend, or like I would even be at this point. But there's good ones out there. They they really are. You got to be patient. The right one will yeah. come around. And it's not you don't have to like when all your friends have boyfriends. You don't have to feel like you have to have mm-hmm. a boyfriend. Like honestly, if I could give one form of advice, like if you're in high school and young. Don't be have a boyfriend. Single. Like, be single. I was always single. I remember till like, the end of my senior year, and I got my boyfriend, and I was with him for a long time, and those were amazing times, but I was single all through high school, mm-hmm. and I loved it. You know, yeah. I had my parents to, like, tell me what to do, and yes and no, and I watched all my friends with boyfriends struggle and crying and fighting mm-hmm. and this and that, and why do that? Like, your high school years should be, like... Yeah the funnest years of your life and you don't need to be tied down to anyone. You have the rest of your life to like mm-hmm. have a guy and be married and go through all of that. So and I, I, I totally would literally agree. say stay single mm-hmm. like as long you can until you're like 18. Yeah. Like, at least enjoy as, those years. As long as you can figure out yeah. yourself. And I think that mm-hmm. in high school too, I don't know. I, I don't really, a lot of, most of my friends didn't have high school boyfriends, but there are people who like stay consistently with a boyfriend, oh, yeah. different boyfriends from like middle school to, they're just relationship people. And yeah. I think that that's good if you're in like healthy relationships. But most high school relationships are by no means healthy no. whatsoever. And I think that's mostly because in high school you're at such a like impressionable age. And you still don't even know anything about yourself. And right. you like 
morph who you're becoming based on this person that you're with. Yeah. And then it just sends you into a whole like identity crisis spiral, I think, at the end of it. Because then, you know, if something does happen and you don't stay together, you're like, wait, who, who even am I without right. this person? Which is its own beautiful thing in its own way because you get to discover yourself at whatever age you are. But I do think staying single in high school is a great thing to do. Yeah. I think it's... For sure. It's just more fun that way too. Like A lot more fun. Yeah. Only young ones enjoy those years. Yeah. And that, yeah, that's the thing. We're, most of us have the goal of getting married. Like we're going to be yeah. with someone for literally the rest of our lives. Why do that for like 50 years if it only, yeah, you know, I don't know. It's just, that's, that's definitely a piece of advice. But did we even answer the question really? What was it? Like how do you know, <laughs> what are like traits of someone oh. in your eyes that is someone that you should, is like deserving of your heart? What are green flags in a guy? To put it in simple terms. I mean, to like put you first, to listen to you, to care about your feelings, to respect you, to opening the door, to like just yeah. little like little things like that. Um, I think it's also like paying attention to people's family and mm-hmm. how they treat their parents and what yes. their parents are like because all of those things affect who they are Mm -hmm. as a person and who they're going to be as they continue to grow and get older and all that. Looking at someone's family and the dynamics Mm -hmm. and their parents and how they treat each other, um, yeah, it's definitely... It's And how they treat their mom, Mm -hmm. that's a huge thing because that's how they're going to... Respect women in general. treat you. Mm -hmm. (coughs) That was a good one. (laughs) Um, oh my god. Yeah, no, I think family's a huge one. Obviously, given a lot of people have family situations that are mm-hmm. out of their control. But I mean it in the sense of, like, pay attention to how they treat their family. Not mm-hmm. necessarily how their family has treated them. That's something that they have no power right. over. Yeah, they you know, like, control. people, everyone has a different situation. But overall, just pay attention to how they treat other people. I think that that's my biggest thing. Is, like, <laughs> you know, there's guys out there that are so nice to you and then terrible mm-hmm. to everyone else and talk badly. If I watch this happen with... One of my friends, he was great to her, but would talk so disgustingly horrible about every other female, every other person. Yeah. And I'm like, th- that's just not comfortable. There's nothing good about that person. That right. person's not going to be good forever to you if that's how they talk about others. Right. Um, so that's a big one. But yeah, yeah just, just use your, your, trust your instincts, you know? Like, if, is this someone that you actually could trust and love? And then eventually you'll get your answers. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So another one that we have, how, what would be a good way to like ask you to go to therapy? Like I know that when I first went, I kind of forget how it went down. I more so wanted to get a life coach because my ADHD was so bad that I couldn't like do any of my tasks and I was just so overwhelmed, which even with a therapist doesn't really go away. But I kind of used that to like start talking about therapy with you. Yeah. Not like hey, I'm going through this, even though that's also what I was going through along with like the being so overwhelmed by the ADHD, which ties into the anxiety and then the sadness and all of the things, they all go together. But like in middle school when I went through everything and I was super depresso and anxious Mm -hmm. all the time, we didn't even talk about therapy because it wasn't talked about at all. I think just in general, therapy wasn't as talked about Mm -hmm. and I also think therapy it depends on like your personal experience with it and Mm -hmm. I was very against therapy 
um, just because when my parents got divorced, I watched my mom go to mm-hmm. therapy, which was great that she was like going to therapy and helping herself. And we had a lot going on in the family, but her therapist, and I like still remember her name and her face. And we talk about her all the time, like totally brainwashed my mom into just like being this person of like, okay, you've taken care of your family. You've been a wife. Now you have to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. And I have to say that it has changed my mom from that day she like went from this like hands-on dinner every night cooking person to more of this attitude of I'm taking care of myself and that's it which I think Um, is like something that yes to an extreme yeah there's a there's a point there where it's like you take care of yourself first so that you can, like, still be there for but others. you still have to be of. there for your, like, your family, your family and your kids. And, like, mm-hmm. your kids are still younger. Not like she's not there, but I, I just feel like as a mom, like, my kids, like, I don't want to act like I'm a princess now. And, mm-hmm. Lexi, you need to take care of me because I'm older. So, I guess I just had this really weird feeling, and that was just this one therapist and the way. I mean, my mom got through what she got through, but I do feel like it completely changed, changed. her yeah. entire personality. So, I did not jump to therapy with mm-hmm. you. We kind of did like every other, you know, aspect of stuff. I but then I was getting acupuncture. I got a colonoscopy yeah. before I went to therapy. We did like all kinds <laughs> of stuff because there was always just like different things wrong. And I think it's hard too sometimes to admit like I like I need therapy or I need to go. Like I don't go to therapy. Like I've never you been to therapy. You literally should go to therapy. I don't know why you don't go to therapy. I don't know. <laughs> like... Yeah, I don't know. I, I probably could use... I know I could use a lot of therapy. Well, because I think that there's... I just don't like to spend the money on it and... Yeah, no, that's kind of where my head's... Now I only go once... Mm. Like, I don't... Less than once a month at this point just because it, it is expensive. It is. But it, it... I do notice it is worth it when I'm doing it less often. Mm. When I'm going every week, it's not worth it because a lot of the things I'm talking about are super repetitive. Yeah. But when I spread it out, it's worth it because I'm, like, taking the time and the money to just invest in my own sanity yeah. because it's not like I go to therapy and I've been really blessed. My therapist is awesome. If you guys listen to this, you've definitely listened to the episode with her. She's very just knowledgeable and she explains mm-hmm. things and like explains, this is why you're feeling this Yeah, and does that instead of, well, you need to drop that person. You need to kick them right. out the door and you need to this and that. She's like, no, you're feeling this way about them because they're trying to do this for you, which is making you think this way mm. and da 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 and you're like, oh, okay. So how do I like backtrack and just reevaluate how I'm acting and then just kind of take it from there instead of putting me on this high horse and saying, you're doing nothing wrong. You're perfect. She's right. like, no, you messed up here. You messed up here. And like, yeah. you're going to keep messing up. And I think that that's where it takes time to find the right therapist. And like, there's also therapists that are just going to make you feel super, thankfully, I've never had this experience, but uncomfortable and like wrong for feeling upset and it's like in a terrible office setting that is super uncomfortable like that's the kind of thing you you run from like that's not the way I like you don't want to like go into this office this cold office and sit and talk and I think maybe the one time I did go to therapy my Mm -hmm. mom maybe made us go to therapy I don't know I was like where are we what are we doing yeah it wasn't but like when I when you said you wanted therapy or somebody brought that up I remember like calling around because it was so Mm -hmm. important to me that I spoke to somebody that way before then. Like I called Jessica and mm-hmm. I was like, "All right, I'm kind of interviewing you in a way to be my daughter's therapist because I didn't want to send you to somebody that didn't somewhat have the same values or values. parenting or whatever it was that I had mm-hmm. because I didn't 
want you totally change. And I also well, didn't yeah. want like, you know, somebody, I mean, not saying most people like push you away from your family, this and that, but like, but you all, you have to be careful yeah, like definitely. of who you're with. So I do remember I went to a good friend um, and asked her, I'm like, mm-hmm. who can you send me to? And yeah. Jessica happened to be one of them. I remember calling her and I remember calling her throughout other times. It's not like yeah. she can like talk to me about mm-hmm. what you guys talk about, but I do let her know that like, I'm there. I mean, I don't do that anymore, but like before, like yeah. that, you know, I'm there and I'm well, aware of what's going on. And yeah. And um, I think that if, if you are wanting to ask your parents or talk to them about that, one, I would maybe hit it with one parent at a time. I don't think that's something you need to go to yeah. both of them with. Just because for some reason, no offense, you older guys get a little bit offended, I think. that I think yeah. it comes down to that sometimes. It's like, I don't want to... No, you don't need to go anywhere. Like, yeah. we're your parents. You can just talk to us. I'm well, like, that's okay. how dad is, kind of. It, that's exactly dad how is my very, dad is. like, therapy did it. And like I said, I had a bad experience with it too, but I've opened up because I've seen with Lexi how... That's changed. You know, it's changed her. It's helped her. And it might not help me. It might not help, you know, one of my other kids, but it's helped her. So I am I just more kinda, open to I view it, it as like a, a learning opportunity. And especially given what I do as a job, which is essentially talk to you guys and learn about mm-hmm. mental health. I think that it would be really, really hypocritical of me not to talk to someone mm-hmm. about what I go through. Because yeah. it also teaches me why I'm going through these things, which helps me understand more about what I'm talking to you guys about in general. But yeah, just have an honest, open conversation with your mom or your dad, maybe whichever one's a little Mm -hmm. bit less against it (laughs) and just be like, Hey, we can find someone together. Like we can talk to them. We could even maybe go to one together. Like just be willing or understanding that your parents might not have the greatest reaction. You never know what you're going to get, but it's still worth trying because I think that with the right amount of time, like it'll be worth it for both yeah. of you guys because mm-hmm. ultimately it will help heal all of the relationships that you have mm-hmm. in your life. So just kind of explain it to them. And I think always be honest. Don't try to hide what you're feeling or what you're going yeah. through because that's just when it gets even 10 million times more messy. Um, and sometimes as parents, like if you go to your mom or dad and you say something to them and they're like stand backish or they take offense to things or whatever it may be, Give them a little time. Like, I know I sometimes, like, with everything, you can't just change my plan. You can't just mm-hmm. come to me with something. I need to, like, process it for a few minutes, evaluate, like, what you're asking, and then talk about it again. Yeah. So don't get, like, discouraged if right away they're, like, you know, hands up kind of. And another thing, too, I remember, like, when I was younger, younger, was going to, like, youth group mm-hmm. and stuff at the church because then you were also with, like, a really, you know, and this was free, you know, a group of people and you would talk about things and mm. so that's also if you don't maybe not like a one-on-one therapist or if you don't have the money for that like yeah. also finding a group that is going through similar things and a youth group is always mm-hmm. a really good that's actually super great yeah. we used to have fun you know mm-hmm. but then you would sit and talk and it wasn't all you know religious stuff we'd like sit around in a circle and talk and maybe yeah. you find like one friend there that's like there for the same reasons mm-hmm. you know what I mean and then you can connect and talk through things yeah so and I think that that's also super cool. I, don't, I wouldn't even yeah. think of that. Um, but, yeah, and the mm-hmm. thing is with youth groups, they don't always, they're not always super Jesus-y. I think that no, that's what I'm saying. No, they're not all pushed like Pushed away. Like, so long ago, if you would have yeah. been like, you should go to youth group, you should go to Bible <laughs> study, I probably would have been like, uh, no. Yeah. I don't want to go be like, Jesus girl. Now, one, I think that's awesome, and I probably would love to do that, but 
just have an open mind to everything. Yeah. I, I always say that, but like there, just, just meet people, talk to people. I think talking to people is really helpful because a lot of times that's when we process the most is when we just mm-hmm. speak instead of just think because you can't keep everything up there. Otherwise it all gets jumbled up, yes. which you guys know is exactly what happens to me. Um, and I guess you too. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> well, and then the journaling is good too oh. to get this stuff off your mind. Mm-hmm. Like that is huge. And I, I wish I. Well, no, I sometimes don't want to go back and read that stuff. But I would like go on my notes in my phone, like whenever yeah. I've gone through things, and I like write books, and I'm just like, like, and you get it all off of your head mm-hmm. or putting it on paper. And once you like get rid of it, and you don't necessarily even like have to send it anywhere, but yeah. it's amazing. Like, and you always teach this, like. Putting it on paper, okay, I cleared my mind exactly. a little bit. Like you have now to you on. have to visualize. The thing is when it comes to journaling or when it comes to any of these, like a lot of times I'll think to myself in the shower that like all of the water drops falling off of me are like the the bad things I'm feeling and the negativity and the thing is none of that crap is gonna work if you don't believe it's gonna work. Like you mm-hmm. have to visualize these things and you have to just have like this faith and this hope and this trust in God or the universe or whatever it is, higher power that you believe mm-hmm. in. And I think that once you can connect that like visualization to the trust, that's when you actually feel things be effective. Like if I sit in my journal and I write it down and I'm like, oh, I'm putting it out on paper. I'm never going to feel it again. One, you're going to probably feel it again, but just trust that over time it's literally leaving your mind or it's rinsing off your body or whatever it is. Yeah. But yeah, I don't think be afraid to talk about therapy. I also like, I, I know that's so much easier for me to say. Because now I've been in it for two years and I'm mm-hmm. like, no, it's no big deal at all. Therapy's great, awesome. And I, you know, talk about it publicly to however many million people. Right. But that that's easier for me only because it's been so long. But in the beginning it was definitely tough. But being vulnerable is really important and I think it just is just gonna it's a good thing. And therapy's great. And I will always, always, always say that. Quick little intermission. I'm telling you guys about something I haven't gotten the chance to tell you about yet. I am super grateful that Jenny Kane is sponsoring this podcast episode and I have been obsessed with their stuff. They're a California brand through and through. They have the most awesome pieces that are just staples to have in your closet, but their Flynn cashmere sweater. When I tell you this is the most comfortable, great piece to have, I mean it. It's warm, but it's not too thick. It's just that perfect texture and feel that everyone is looking for in a sweater. They also have an awesome rewards program where you can earn up to 10% back with every purchase that you make. And it's completely free to join. It's just definitely somewhere you should check out. They also, which I love since I love to collect things, have a bunch of incredible home essentials that you should 100% go look at. So find your forever pieces at jennykane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code MOMENTS. That's 15% off your order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com. Insert promo code MOMENTS and then getting dressed will be one less thing to worry about. Let's move on to something new. When you were young, this one's, I'm, I'm really interested to know your answer for this one. Uh-oh. It's not, it's not a scary one. Okay. <laughs> when you were younger, like let's say, I don't even want to say my age. Let's talk like 18-ish. Were you scared of growing up? Like, were you scared of becoming an adult? Or did you want to become an adult? Like, what was your, where was your head at? So, when I was, like, younger, younger, I... Well, tell me at, like, 16. I'm trying to, like... tell me at, like, 23. Well, no, you had me by 23. Yeah, so that's what I was going to say. Like, when I, when I was younger, more, like, middle school, let's just say, I 
always like couldn't wait to have a family and have kids and I always was babysitting and kind Mm -hmm. of like in that mindset you know and then like through high school and towards the end of high school like yeah I remember being like oh my god school's coming to an end like what am I gonna do Mm -hmm. kind of when I grow up but then I also kind of like just started having fun and traveling Mm -hmm. and going out and doing that kind of thing so I didn't necessarily like think of it like have the opportunity like I was in my well, like yeah, see. partying fun and then all of a sudden <laughs> oops boom I was pregnant yeah you didn't even have that I, time to like no. go through those fears or those thoughts no, no, of, no, no. Like, I didn't get to go through what you were going mm-hmm. through because I literally went from you know out every night at the clubs having fun to, to pregnant holy crap I'm pregnant and I'm having a baby that's and, actually wild like there was never, I, yeah, I it's never had nice. that you thought. Guys, you got to skip this step. It's a horrible step. I think that anyone who, and, and we've touched on this, but like, yeah. I know it's relatable to us. I <laughs> say everyone who's like post-grad, I mean, even all my yeah. friends, it's like such a weird age of like, it is. oh, now I have to become an adult, but like, when do I settle down? But like, right. when do I have a kid? When do I know if I'm secure yeah. enough in my job? Like, how do I know I have the right job? It's kind and of am I with the right guy? On. Like, yeah. is this who I want to marry and be with forever? Like, you don't even have a choice. <laughs> God literally was like, okay, that's your guy, and you're having a baby now, and figure <laughs> it out. So I that's where it's it's like hard, and I can uh-huh. imagine like in your age and going through that, how that is scary. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, well, now I gotta, you know, either go to college or enter the big world, you know, like well, where were you at? Time. You at this point. You graduated high school with honors. Yeah. She graduated with she, honors. Of course. <laughs> it's such an inside joke because she's a smart lady. She's got a lot of street smarts, but, you know, she didn't know the day we got our independence. Like, that's the kind of... Stop. I still don't... <laughs> wait. No, we'll just... We, that's a whole nother podcast if you guys really want to get Oh, my gosh. We need to do a trivia. Oh, my God. <laughs> but aside from that, she's yeah. she's one of the smartest people that I know. Just not... Not school smart. smart. Like I'm like that. more of a street smart sort of person you have like a very 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 strong mind just not yeah. on history facts which is yeah, totally okay. valid we can't be talented at everything yeah you know gotta pick your things <laughs> but anyways where was I going with that so then did you you didn't go to college or just tell me about what your experience was like not going to college because I feel like even then yeah actually there were still I, I mean I guess there were a few years of like say being lost so mm-hmm. graduated high school I had just started dating somebody because like I said I was single all through high school um and he was from Brazil so we would kind of like travel back and forth and at the time I had a telemarketing job so I was making mm-hmm. like really good money and I could like we could go out at night like wake up in the morning pretty much go to work in your pajamas and I was making good money I wasn't like um hurting so I kind of felt like I was in the big girl world yeah. I was paying for my own apartment well I was yeah. living here but I was paying for it yeah I'm um, paying for it yeah <laughs> I mean that's no that's what I'm saying yeah like you are paying for oh, it oh I thought you were saying I wasn't no I'm saying I was paying my dad to live here how weird paying... is that guys like my mom lives yeah. in this exactly where I'm living right now and like she paid her parents and I pay my parents and where so we're weird. sitting was where Lexi's crib was. Like, she was Whoa. born in here. Oh, my God. Isn't that weird? Ugh. Your, like, crib was right here. Oh, I don't want to think about that. <laughs> um. It's so random. But anyway, so I did have those. And I remember I, I didn't go. I always wanted to go to Florida State. And I stayed back for my boyfriend. And I was like, I'm going to go next year with my sister, who is a year behind. So I planned on going away to college with her. But then I was totally involved in my relationship, making good money. And... 
just kind of partying. I kind of went down, I mean, like, if you asked my mom or something, you would say, like, I kind of went down a bad path. What like, was after your relationship with her at this time? With my mom? Because I, I think as a, as a daughter, I always forget that you're a daughter, too. Yeah. Like, what, honestly, just overall, growing mm. up, was your relationship with Mimi like ours is? Or, like, what were the differences? Yeah. We were close. My mom was super involved in, like, everything that we did, PTA president and all that. So she was, um, yeah, involved and close. And we were close. And then high school, we were close. And then my parents got divorced. I think I was 16. Yeah. Honestly, actually, (coughs) adding to this very long story that we're creating right now. Yeah. Obviously, I can't speak on that. But a lot of people ask me, like, oh, my parents are getting a divorce. Like, how do I move forward and how do I move on from it? And, like... Obviously, that's taxing on your mental health. And then also, yeah. like, it's... I feel like that freaks you out for your own future. Like, because you worry that what if that happens to you? No, it is. It's scary. It's like... I couldn't believe it. I remember, like, when my parents were like, we're getting divorced. I mean, I started since fighting and, mm-hmm. you know, that sort of thing. But I was also like, this is so silly. Yeah. Like, why are you doing this? And so, yeah, like, my dad moved out and we were in the house with my mom who, you know, then was... Like, back in therapy, right? And (laughs) she, you know, turned around and actually kind of like started turning into a teenager. So here's like Mm -hmm. my sister and I, and my mom who now is going out and she's going out with, you know, single friends, friends that are younger, like they're going out and they're partying and she's getting in the dating scene again. So like we just gotta be a weird, it was so weird because we like had a kind of like hold down the fort in a way. Yeah. Like, we all hung out and partied at our house in high school, and then my mom would come home and, you know, start playing music. So we had this, like, weird relationship at that age because I felt like she was doing what we were doing. Yeah. Which you know? is, like, a cool thing, but it's also... Yeah. It was like cool. It was that sense of mom. Yeah. It turns more into friend, which is a blessing and a curse, I think, in a lot of cases. Especially yeah, was, at that age. It was when you want to, like, talk to someone older and wiser... But they, and then you're, you're watching at. them go through things and you're wanting to help them. And then you're like, dad's not there. It is. It's a hard, it's a hard thing to like go through. And then at 18, like, so as soon as my sister graduated, my mom sold our house. My oh, sister went to Florida state. She's like, I'm moving into a one bedroom. There's no room for you. And I was like, what? And so I found a little one bedroom apartment before my dad bought this place. And so, yeah, I was just out. I was 18. I was out. I remember, like, thank God for my boyfriend's family because I literally spent, I mean, mm-hmm. I had my own little tiny back room of this these people's house, but I was yes. over there all the time. I was like, because you miss that family. Yeah. You, know, you want your family. Well, I mean, I think that that's why, like, um, my biggest fear always growing up was, like, what if something happened? And, like, I think the older I get now, too, though, it's like I see people as humans. Like, I see people as individuals, not, yeah. like... Parent, I don't know how to explain it, but it's like, okay, would you rather two people be upset and together or like happy and apart? So it's less of like a such a, a hard fear. thing. Yeah. Not I mean, obviously still is, but when I was younger, like I can't I can't imagine going through that. And so many people do at such a young age. Yeah. And it and it's I just, feel like it's tough. I would and this is just me, but I would fight for a relationship. Mm-hmm. Like I would do anything in the world to keep our marriage together. I mean, other than if I was, like, being abused, okay? Well, yeah. Stuff like that's I mean, a that, different that, story. Exactly. You know what I mean? But, like, or dealing with an alcohol... Like, dealing with things like that mm-hmm. that are, like, 
unmanageable, that's a different story. And protecting well, if it's, you if guys, it's as affecting kids, you so like um, if it's physically and it's scary, like yeah. that's a different story. But, but anything else, like we're all human, okay? We're all gonna make mistakes. We're all gonna like you know have phases in our life where our brains are different, like you know husband and wife. And so, but I would do anything in the world, having gone through what I did. Mm-hmm. And luckily, my parents stayed friends, and they made it very easy on us. And yeah. we did holidays together, but for the most part, for the most part, <laughs> in the big picture of things, are like. I would do anything in the world to stay with dad mm-hmm. just for you guys. Even yeah. if I had to give up parts of myself being happy, no matter what, for my children. Yeah. Because I, mean, I, I like think it's so important. Is a, it's a choice. And it, yeah. you have to like evaluate what's worth it. Yeah. And I think that in a... I think it is. You know? Like once you marry someone, you you marry them. You commit to them. You really... And like you that's how you have to go together, into it. And you have yeah. to be a team. And... Teams are gonna fight. Like yeah. I think that that's honestly what makes a stronger marriage is the bigger you fight, yeah, the stronger you love. Or like and the, the more you go you through, just, you know? yeah. Like everyone goes to their you know, you're having a bad day. Like you're having a breakdown. You know, yeah. like say yesterday, I'm having this breakdown, and if I'm like, you know what, I can't even take you. I'm just gonna run away, which a lot of people do. They just mm-hmm. they think about okay, let me just run away. Let yeah. me just go start. This new relationship and this new love, it's just putting a band-aid on everything. The yeah. grass is not greener on the other yeah. side. It is it's the same never crap. greener. Never. Ever. <laughs> it's only green where you water it. Yeah, and yeah. I will I will take that one to the grave. Yes. But I mean I, I think back to even like the first couple months I was with Gabe, I've gone from this like super single and we've touched on this, you guys listening, a little bit, but not too much. Like I was so scared in the first couple months because I've always been this very independent, very on my own, mm-hmm. very like love my time and my space kind of person. And obviously you let someone in and all that kind of goes away. Gabe's also super respectful if I'm like, hey, I need to be by myself. Yeah. yeah. He's all for it. But at the same time, I'm like, wait, but I don't want to be. So then I just have this conflict. But where was I even going with that? Well, just learning. Oh, so, so yeah. So I had to just like (laughs) learn how to let him in. And then I got super scared and I was like, is this worth it? Like, do I want to have to give up this part of myself and my time and like, I want to focus on my career and all this. And after those like few scary months, it, it has been all worth it. And like, I think that the love is worth whatever struggles I have to go through to like get to the point where I'm comfortable with it. What's well, more fun to is go that, through it with somebody. Yeah. Like, you know, share the ups and the downs and the struggles. And if you have somebody there with you, that's like understanding and supporting you and going through it and you're going to have times where you're focusing on your career Mm -hmm. and he's supporting that dad and I always had that there were times where I literally worked 24 7 and you know he was home and we were juggling kids to Mm -hmm. vice versa like he works 24 7 now and I'm more home so like we've both carried the weight and that's like in any relationship I mean it's definitely it's nicer to do it it's never always gonna be 50 50 I think that that people it's cool when you go through things at opposite times because I think that that's when you can work through things. Yeah. When you're both going through shit at the same time, that's where it hits the fan. Yeah, that's um, where it gets hard. But it's cool. It is actually really cool to be in. I never in my life thought I would say this, but I actually really love having someone that like loves me and that I get to love even on like the bad days. I'm so impressed. I can't even... <laughs> I pray all the time. I was like, oh my God, oh my God. She like (laughs) has to find someone and she has to like, because I'm bad at opening up and I really did pass a bad gene onto Lexi with that and I know I did and I... um, Well, you did it though and you are that way 
to come across as strong and to be strong. Why well, just make it up? I'm really not. Exactly. We I, I seriously, like, I put on a game face since you were a baby. I would be like, because I would get, every day I went to kindergarten, I was throwing up my breakfast. Like, I would get anxiety and I'm like, oh my God, I'm not going to have a child like that. Mm-hmm. And you used to, like, hang on my leg and when you were little. And I'm like, no, 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 no. And I would yeah, pull oh. you and I would, like throw you into settings and I would go around the corner and I would cry and I would like call my sister and I'd be like oh oh my god God, I'm like freaking out for her and she's like and my sister still to this day always goes like how did you do that you made such a strong girl and I'm like but she's strong but she's also weak but she's like me we just put on this game face and you like get through it but like you're inside yeah. like well, usually the traits that you guys have that like the traits that I have come from my parents yeah they literally DNA scientifically yeah. come from you guys um, mm-hmm. or they've come from like the way I was raised as a child so a lot of the times like the things that drive you crazy about yourself or the things that drive you crazy about your parents you guys have because you both have them yeah. so and you're gonna another... grow into me just oh. like I kind of grow into my mom and yeah. you definitely like pick things like I will not do that I will not do that. My mom does that. I won't do it. I will not grow old and do that. And I'm sure you have a million things like that. Um, I mean, we all do. Yeah. We all, it's just, I, I, there was something I wanted to say before and I forget what mm. it is. Oh, so yeah. So you always seemed so strong to me and I think you obviously are, but the older I get, the more I realize that we're both like all of us, no matter the age difference, we're all still like living for the first time, which is like my favorite yeah. thing to think about because one in the sense of like I used to view <coughs> adults I guess I'm an adult now so it's it's weirder to say but like older people people older than me as like they know so much more and they're so much better at this and that which for the most part yeah but like at the same time they're figuring things out one day at a time and we're all yeah. learning new things every day and like figuring it out every day and just like I don't know it brings me comfort and it's, it's yeah because I like I've never been this age I've never yeah. had three teenagers I've never yeah. like these are all first two like having kids you don't come with it, it doesn't come with a book so like no. as parents like we're gonna totally mess up and we're gonna do bad things but we we don't know just like you don't know you know yeah. you're gonna go out and you're gonna do something stupid like we all make mistakes so you have to also give your parents some slack on that side of things mm-hmm. and do understand that which is something I don't I don't think you learn how to do until you get older. Yeah. Like I think now we still have our mm. fights, but they're not the fights in the sense of like, you don't let me do anything, mm. like you don't let me mm. hang out with these friends, like you don't let right. me go to parties, it's different. Like they're not I don't want to say they're more mature fights because they're still so immature with <laughs> children. But like that's just how much Well, it's and more feelings. Are. It's more of yeah. like okay, you know, a it's more male and emotional versus yeah. like you're not letting me go to that party. You're the right. worst mom ever, you know? It's like learning each other's emotions in certain times of the month. And I've been definitely been more aware of this within my, like, journaling and writing and, like, your hormones and everything else. So it's dealing with that side of things mm-hmm. that, you know, like, you're going through it this week. I might be going through it this week. And this week I'm, like, ready There's to take on the world. Like, and you're, one week that we yeah. actually over... Because we also have to remember <laughs> here that my mom is essentially my manager, too. Which gets, like, so hard for me sometimes at certain points and, like, whenever I'm in a funk or I'm on, like, the lower part of the wave because, like, I just feel so, like, everywhere I go, there's no one I can really go to that's, like, just gonna be a shoulder to cry on because you always want to push me and see me succeed. But I mean this in, like, in a good way. 
but now I have Gabe to do that. So it's that's it's, good. Like, yeah, you can vent to Gabe. Explain it. It's just like a lot of people go to their mom when they are stressed mm-hmm. about their work, which right. we can't really do, which is fine. It's just a definitely a unique situation. It's hard. To be it's, in. it's a unique situation. It's like working it's like, with family. If your parents have like yeah. a family business, I'm sure you've seen the effects of like you're gonna fight and argue over work and then also that obviously is gonna affect like normal things but for the most part I think we only fight about work these days yeah I mean it's just but I'm also like it's so important to me to still teach you as a mom to be held accountable and to you know respond to people and to show up not that you don't do that I'm not saying you don't do those things but there's still times when I'm like no, Lex, like, you need well, to do this. Yeah. And I, so there's, like, teaching moments, but then Which is great. turn into work moments, and it all blends, and this is, we've definitely learned a lot over the last couple yeah. of years, but I think in the big picture of things, I think we have a pretty good system down. We definitely I mean, have our so times, but, but if it wasn't me, it would be somebody exactly. else. Then like, you just take, like, your boss and your mom, boom, like, double whammy, but that's also, like, even if I had a different job, it would be my boss making me feel a certain thing. It's, oh, yeah, it's yeah. really, it's an inevitable experience that we're all going to feel. Like, yeah. just, it's normal. And I just think that it's it's also okay to, like, normalize. You can have a beautiful, strong relationship with someone and still have, like, your moments and your fights. And, like, I guess me and my mom fight, we'll fight, and then we'll, like, not talk about it. And then, like, I'll usually end up apologizing, and then she will. And then... Wait, you apologize first? Well, the other day I did. <laughs> the I other day you do. do. You I did. sometimes yeah. do. A lot of times I'll realize, like, the thing mm-hmm. is, most of the times I have good intentions when I try to bring up things. I just, a lot of times when I bring them up in, like, a, in, in an irritable, angry state, yeah. they just kind of come out wrong. And again, we text about all of our fights, too. So, I don't know. A lot of times we just, like, let things pass. And then you just move on. And then you, you just, just move give on. each other space for a couple hours. Just go yeah. ahead. But not in the way that it just, like, gets worse and worse and builds up it's like it's always the same thing every time we just have to have the fight let it simmer yep let it evaporate and then it's it's fine yeah i, th- I really do think it's inevitable it's having fight. a mom it's and a boss of, yeah it's just if we didn't have that we probably a lot of those conversations and situations wouldn't go on but then again it's also important to talk about those feelings mm-hmm. and to go through them like yeah is yeah, I don't, I don't and know. And I mean, I agree that There's the same the way I cons. say that, like, in in a way, I'm so grateful for the times I've been in super dark places because mm-hmm. without those feelings, you can't appreciate the good ones. And yeah. I think the same way with, like, having the big and scary conversations with Ooh. people that you fight with or argue with. Not even necessarily your mom. Like, I'm talking your partner or your best friend or mm-hmm. maybe it is your real boss. Like... I don't know where... How did we get here? I don't even know what we're talking about. Like, the last thing I remember talking about is that you were 18 and partying. Like... I don't know what happened. That was... I mean, I guess that's great. Like, I guess that's cool when that happens, but... What did we even say? Somehow we got here. I guess we covered a lot of things in that, um... Yeah. Little segue that we did. Uh... (laughs) Quick intermission, you guys have heard me talk about this before. I am telling you about Orate. Orate is my favorite jewelry at the moment. It is the perfect present for every occasion, even if you're just treating yourself or someone that you love. It is incredible. 
Can I speak? No. It is incredible quality and it's crafted from real recycled gold, real diamonds, real gemstones, and it's all sustainably sourced and ethically made, which is a huge important factor for me when it comes to shopping for jewelry. It's also super fairly priced. I have been wearing my bracelets from them for the longest time and I genuinely love them. And you guys know, I wear my bracelets like they're my children. They have the cutest ring too. It's called the Love Me Not Ring and it's a bestseller. So you're gonna love it just as much as I do. And they arrive in the cutest freaking packaging and it's all sustainably and ethically sourced as well, which is great. And if you are buying it as a gift, the packaging is so beautiful that you don't even need to rewrap it. So every day is a good day to gift yourself jewelry, but right now is the best time to shop Orate because right now you guys are getting 30% off your purchase using code MOMENTS at oratenewyork.com which is A-U-R-A-T-E New York.com. Trust me guys, like I, I'm genuinely obsessed with their jewelry and I know that you are going to love it. Okay, back to the podcast. I feel like we could record for another two hours, but we do have a call to get on in a few minutes. So we'll answer one more question and then you'll have to come back on for a third feature. Yes. Okay, the next one, I'm reading through my list right now. I think we've answered like two. Oh no. Um, if... Had I not existed, like, if I was not born, what do you think that you would be doing? Oh, my gosh. I don't know. Honestly, I feel like at the point in my life when I got pregnant, like, I probably could have gone down a very bad path of, like, like, I felt like God was like, all right, I'm stopping you here. Mm-hmm. This is, You've like, done enough. You had what fun. you need to do. Um, so, or I would have just, like, bounced through that. I probably would have, like, who knows where I would have ended up. Honestly, yeah. I don't, I don't think I would have ever left with my sister and gone to school because at that point she was, like, years in. Um, there's probably a good chance I would have been like ended up back in Brazil and you know going to do that like rebound thing back and forth for a while like but I I just feel like yeah like dad was obviously put in my life Mm -hmm. like for a reason at that moment and I have no idea where it would be it's just crazy I could like either be in a grave or living in another country who knows yeah but somehow you're here I was very like in the same house you had me yeah with me it's so weird if you guys don't know that story and I'm sure you might have heard it by now my parents were only together for like a few months when I popped into the picture and they were like literally living where I'm living now which is just so It's cool. I used to really think that I never wanted to live here and grow up here because I thought it was just this bubble of terrible people. And don't get me wrong. I think that people who don't leave here to just try to like see other places. Yeah. I think that that's like a red flag and it is a scary little very concealed bubble. Our town. But now that I've like done my traveling and I've seen other places, there's no place that I'd want to be a different home base. But I I tried it. You know, I lived in Hawaii. It was a great time. But I've learned there's nothing more valuable than like being well, close home. to my family. I think it's like you're we're all so close and it's your childhood memories and I literally grew up right here in Boca and those memories are still like so I don't know we're like memory people yeah, like we're we family are. people and which I never so, thought I would be like I was so anti yeah grow up where you grew up like I wanted to raise my kids around the world and but you've course, traveled all over yes. and I still do believe like even though you'll have your like home base here and eventually have your house here always like you're gonna still explore like I would love to see you like when you have a baby take your baby Mm -hmm. and go explore and travel all over like 
those I can still see you doing that, but you always still it's nice to come home. Yeah, it's just cool to have a home base because I think that having a relationship with your family is so important. And I didn't know that until like I left you guys, you know? Yeah. And I was five thousand miles away. Um but yeah, like if you are kind of an age or a state where you're the one who's separating yourself from your family, just know (laughs) one that in a couple years you're gonna end up right back where you started and you're gonna want your mom and dad. But two, like take the initiative is that the right word? Initiative to do so yourself and to keep that relationship because friends are gonna go, relationships are gonna end, but family yeah. is potentially something that can be there for the long run. Yeah. Um, and I, I'll take that one to the grave too. Like even when And you don't always realize that when you're younger. Like it it comes back around as you well, just hit I mean, different phases about of your life. Me and my younger brother used to fight like actually crazy. And we yeah. still fight, but now it's like I don't mind when we spend time together and like I want to spend time with them. Same thing with my parents. In high school, I was like, get me out of this house. They don't let me do anything or hang out Mm -hmm. with anyone. And then you realize it's just because they're protecting you. Yeah. And I do think there's a fine line. I think there's parents that are a little bit too protective and keep their kids a little too sheltered, which is like a whole other can of But then they're just going to like run because as soon as they get away, and I watch this all the time, even with friends' kids and stuff, like they're going to go away to college and they're going to be like... Have never had a drink. Mm-hmm. They've never not had a curfew. They've never, and they literally, and everyone does it. They go to college, they hit rock bottom, and then they pick themselves up. But I yeah. kind of feel like I'd rather let that all happen under my supervision. So when mm-hmm. I send you away, it's not a big deal. Yeah, like, it's kind of like nothing, nothing yeah. too different. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that that that's different with every parent, and it's it's just yeah. everyone's gonna have a different experience with it. But before we end, I guess I would just want to say, remember that your parents are. In most cases, and again, I can't speak for everyone's situation. Yeah. I know that there are terrible parents out there, people that have like there are. actually been a bad parent. But in a lot of cases, when you think your parents are like being mean and terrible and strict, they're just looking out for you. Yeah. And and if I could give myself one piece of advice when I was younger, it would be to just know that and recognize that. Um, but yeah, that's my that's gonna be my ending point. What, what do you want to tell them? As a mom, like, I don't even want to say, just, just a piece of something you would want to tell them. To tell a daughter who's like, I don't want to say fighting with their mom, but just to tell me when I was 17. Well, it's hard at that age to have those talks because you don't want to listen. Yeah, yeah. You're like hard-headed and that's probably what a lot of the girls or, you know, people listening are doing to their mom and mm-hmm. everything that comes out of their mouth, they're hating what their mom's saying, they're... You know, so I just say, like, kind of just give your mom grace or give your parents grace. Yeah, just know you, that they're they're people. They're really, know? like, looking out like, like, we birthed you. You are my entire life. Like, I never want anything to happen to you. Mm-hmm. So if I'm telling you no, it's usually because I, I'm trying to protect you. Yeah. And so just understand that. Give your parents, you know, that grace. And we're not the worst people in the world. And eventually you will go back and you'll sit down with them and you will be laughing and think back to the stories Mm -hmm. and the things (laughs) that went on. So, and you just also got to remember, I think a lot of times the older generation has a harder time talking about feelings than we do. So it causes just a little bit of a block. Very different. You guys Um, are very different. And we've gone to a point now where it's not as now it's just, it's good to talk about your feelings. And I think it's getting a lot more normalized. And I think that parents still, And you guys are young as parents, too. Yeah. And if we even still have that blockage, I can't imagine for, say, like a parent 20 years older than you. It's going to be harder to have those feelings conversations because they grew up in just as much of a hustle world as we did where it's Mm -hmm. like, 
do this, do this, do this. No, you're fine. Get up. You're not hurt. Like, your arm's not broken. Keep playing. We just had to do it. Yeah. And that's where it's a fine line of, like, understanding you guys. Because sometimes I'm like, this is dramatic. You guys are being dramatic. <laughs> like, put on your big girl pants. Like, God, you have no idea, like, what we've been through. And we just had to pick up and get through it. And so I do. I struggle because I'm like... I'm appreciative that you guys are talking about your feelings and you're recognizing feelings because well because otherwise we, we do don't that. or it all builds up and then it but you do be... also like I sometimes have to like feel like I have to pull out the whip like it's okay yeah like you gotta just pick yourself up and go you like need a balance. you can't you know it is it's a balance in the generation like I feel like our generations like this is the first time you're really experiencing this yeah. gap of this it's, and it's just such a strong gap too it's so big. I, I could talk about it like for days and it's yeah. so funny because I could talk about it and it would almost go against like everything you teach because it's my brain yeah. being so different. Because you never talked about your feelings or felt them your whole life growing up. Right. So now you're so anti them and you're so push, 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 go, go, go that you don't even sit down and breathe now. No, I, I can't. Like, Which is why no. you always encourage me to not... No, you don't encourage me to not sit down and breathe. But right. you take that out. Not take it out on me. But like... No, but I... Since that's how you are yeah. and what you went through, that's what you are... Yeah. It's all you know to teach. And that's, that's all, all you know, know to be. It's my personality. So if I'm like, no, I'm just going to do nothing. I need a mental day. You're like, what the heck is a mental day? Like... No, I just, could, like, lose my mind then. Well, yeah. 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 And, and then I have that now a little bit too, but with the same... <coughs> With also the pieces of like, no, you need a rest, and then they just fight at each it's other. It's like a months. whole. That's a but whole nother. I was gonna say a whole episode. nother TikTok. <laughs> oh my god, that is where it all started. But um, yeah, that's. An, I mean, we have all this social media, which does serious damage yes. to our heads, versus yes. like what it does. We got to be on our call. I know we got two minutes. Okay, so we'll say our goodbyes. Um, but oh, yeah, it wasn't was, so bad. It's not bad. I don't even know what we said. Me neither. I hope we gave them some valuable information. I think that we did. I think it's just cool <laughs> for people to hear that you can, you know, actually have a conversation with your mom. Yeah. No, that was fun. Yeah. Well, we Thank love you guys, guys so yes. much. And we'll do this again if you want. Let let me know. Let us yeah. know. Look at that. We got a guest and we're having another guest next week. So thanks Yay. for tuning in to the 100th episode of the Moments Podcast. That's crazy. I don't know how we made it this far. We're going to keep pushing. We're going to keep doing it. And we're going to do really cool, really exciting things. Yes. And on a good note, I think I'm finally out of my four-month funk. Cheers Woo-hoo. to that. Anyways, <laughs> uh, I'm also doing a podcast with Avery Anna next week. So tune in for that. She's a super cool artist. And it was super fun to have her on. But Yay. yeah, we love you. Talk love to you next Monday. You want to say any last words? Bye. (laughs) Okay, bye, guys. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.